Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to another episode of I Know What the Podcast said last summer. I am your host this go-around, Mary Hughes, and I'm joined around the virtual roundtable by the usual suspects, the one and only Veronica. Hey, what's up? The one and only B. Awake and present. <laughs> and the one and only Kenneth. Y'all. See, we're all one and onlys. What? There we go. Yeah. We're all uh, one and onlys. Look at him. There's not, only one of you, sweetheart. Oh my God, he's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Such a relief. I could not imagine a world in which there were like seven Kenneths running around. As long as I can fill a soccer pitch, that's, that's all I care about. Go ahead and tell me. Is that just your, <laughs> 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 just your no. Ted Lasso fantasy now? It, I've been, yeah. look, I rewatched it last night and. Like, that's another brain. podcast. You guys need to go back. <laughs> Everyone should watch Ted Lasso. It's so I want soft. to. You guys have been talking about it. It sounds amazing. Yeah, surprise, Mary. This is a Ted Lasso podcast. Now. Wrong. <laughs> this is a, this is a Sex Dwarves podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, Sex Dwarves, I'm back in. All right, speaking of Sex Dwarves, we're here in this episode to talk about 1979's Phantasm. For some, a cult classic, and for others, who I'm sure we'll be hearing from today, not so much of a classic. Um, and one of the reasons we chose to watch this one, however, and you'll notice it in this episode and in the next one, is we wanted to check out horror films that had a Bay Area connection. So that's one reason why we chose Phantasm. It might be the only reason we chose Phantasm, to be perfectly honest. The only reason. But <laughs> uh, basic... Regret. Reg- <laughs> Instant regret. <laughs> uh, basic plot of this movie um, is you have a young boy... And his brother, who a friend of theirs, passes away. And in the midst of checking out the funeral, they notice that weird things are going on at this funeral home. Uh, And that all ends up being associated with this really tall man who works there. And he's only really known as the tall man. And it looks like they're taking people from the town and turning them into dwarves and sending them to another planet to be slaves. And that is the plot of Phantasm. Yep, 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 yep. Exactly. Um, so just some minor details. Let's go ahead and get the Bay Area connection in there just, uh, just because we can. Outdoor scenes and the funeral home uh, all shot at the Dunsmuir house in Oakland. So I think that's cool. really cool. So really interior stuff, I was trying to remember. I don't think I have it in my notes, but interior stuff was shot elsewhere. But, um, but yeah. So Oakland on the map, you, your, your mortuary funeral home place is now a part of this uh, very interesting piece of filmmaking. Wait, I think wait, the rest was San Fernando Valley. San Fernando? Nice. Uh-huh. What did you say, B? Oh, that now when folks think about regrettable outdoor uh, graveyard hookups, they will always think of Oakland. <laughs> yes. Regrettable hookups that you might take a lady there, but really it's an old dude who's trying to kill you. But I still... Uh, that that was like my favorite aspect to this <laughs> old man, this lady, just running around, fucking a bunch of seventies guys. That was your my favorite aspect was the murder ball, the spherical the murder ball. ball. Oh, See, that's what I remembered as a kid. That's mm-hmm. all I knew about Phantasm was there was this creepy tall man and a a sphere orb that could come flying at you with usually blades. Yeah, like portable mm-hmm. juicer, kill you. Yeah, portable juicer. <laughs> Blades come to you. <laughs> what I was surprised at is that the first murder ball kill and the Jan- gardener, I, I can't remember, um, gets killed and then he pees himself. Yes. They made and a point like, of oh. showing that. Yeah. Yeah. 
they I made like, a point of that and i was like well okay i guess that's what ha- you know that's what happens yeah, to bodies right happens. you expel right. whatever in, in the moments of death um but i guess like that made the rating an x originally did it really and oh, because just because of that and then so wow. a critic who liked the movie he was like oh yeah actually he had a friend and he called and got it an r interesting yeah well, I mean, it's like the whole thing with Psycho, right? Where it didn't matter so much that they had this simulated, you know, murder of a woman, but it was hearing the toilet or seeing the toilet flush. That's it was so like weird. this big weird. One thing. offends my sensibilities and one does not. <laughs> 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 my really white uh, sensibilities. So if, if anybody hasn't seen that great documentary, this film is not yet rated, that is a really good one that talks about how ridiculous uh, the MPAA ratings are and how biased they are against um, any sex scenes that are not heterosexual and anything that's like Sounds focused right. on like a woman having an orgasm Sounds automatically puts you right. over into NC-17. Sounds right. And that reminds me. So we tried, we tried to watch this movie in the place that we were all going to watch it and uh, you disappeared for a bit. <laughs> I, I was trying to click mute so I could cough, and then I clicked stop <laughs> video instead. Yeah, so we were trying to watch it, and it kept buffering for like five minutes. So I was like, let's give up. So we went to watch it somewhere else. And it was, it, the place we went was like, oh, it's remastered. It's this version and everything. But it actually didn't have part of the scene at the beginning. It was completely gone. So. When that mo- when Phantasm opens, we open on, you know, obviously one of the greatest cinematic moments in all time, of two people having sex in a cemetery with their, their very not convincing sounds of pleasure. And, uh, and the bodies, like the bodies didn't even line up. If she was supposed to I don't know what kind him, of sex was like, happening there. Yeah, but I mean, when you cut back, she was laying on him, but then she was upright. And she was upright. And I was no, like, come on. No, that doesn't seem <laughs> Put nice. some thought exactly, into this. Yeah. In the one version, there's this, like, it just felt like an incredibly long take of her experiencing some type of, like, pleasure. It was, like, focused mm-hmm. on her face mm-hmm. going back and forth while she's sitting up. And then in the other version, they took that out. They were like, we don't oh, care wow. about your pleasure. Let's yeah. move on to the death. <laughs> yeah, some, oh, some dude wow. cut that. It was like, orgasms are but real But it, it made me think Skip of it. it. It made me think of what B was just saying. I was just like, I mean, even in a movie like that where we can we can discuss the the goodness or the badness of it the woman the woman was having some enjoyment and they cut that out of the remaster they were like fuck you and your orgasm lady lady so man true. old man what if, what if the, yeah but it was really a man so it should have mattered yeah it should have mattered more <laughs> should have mattered more but they cut it out but anyway so before we really dive into this masterpiece what did people think of it go, let's go around <laughs> kenneth it, it wasn't for me. Uh, I, I, I think my big takeaway that I'm learning is the movies where people started making movies are not movies for me. Like, give, it, give me, like, four movies in once they've learned how to write a story, and I'm, I'm going to like it a lot more. Okay. Okay. Veronica? Wait, I, mean, I can't remember if you liked Halloween or not. He did. Uh, see, that's different. He didn't like Halloween. Uh, did I not like Halloween? You like oh, no. Super Mario. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a cinematic masterpiece. Okay, anyway, so like I was saying, <laughs> I was so mad at this fucking film. I was more mad that it made me agree with Kenneth than anything. <laughs> oh, that's I just want I, people to tell me I'm right. Oh, no, I didn't say that. 
I just <laughs> it, it was heavily implied. I never, so I'm, I'm here for it. Never said the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't happen. Um, I don't know why this is a cult classic. It's not done well for me. I'm like, the editing is horrible. The acting is horrible. I don't understand really why it's a cult classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it, it wasn't really camp. It wasn't really much of anything. So I was kind of just like at a loss. It kind of reminded me of the room than anything. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, yes, the room I think is that's meant a good to be connection though. to me." Yeah, excellent, and I was like, "Excellent." And I was yeah. like, "Well, I, I actually remember liking the room. Now I kind of scared of watching it again." But like, <laughs> but I'm like, "Oh God, uh, no." Okay. No. Okay. B, <laughs> how about you, B? Um, I was pretty much out on this movie within the first 20 minutes because I just kept going, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? And then, like, it's because it's, uh, there's there's no real, like, story. Mm. It's just, like, a bunch of weirdness that happens. And then at the end, we get the, like, oh, it was all a dream. But then it wasn't. Was it? Was it? Who knows? (laughs) And then I'm like, I just spent two hours watching a movie and I have no idea what happened. I am very angry. Yeah, you know what? The, the dream thing pissed me off. And I was like, that was already hard to watch. And then here we are. I do, I appreciate that. I mean, except for Kenneth, who I feel like his, you know, dislike of it, but it's all very mild. You know, it feels like a very calm dislike. But that for B and Veronica, it, it, it induced anger. Yes. <laughs> so fucking angry about this fucking ass film. <laughs> um, you know, I won't say that I liked it. But it didn't bother me. And I think maybe it was just I'm I'm incredibly good at even even when maybe I shouldn't be, I'm incredibly good at suspending my disbelief to just fall into whatever weird rabbit hole someone tosses me into, at least with fiction. Um so once Yes, yeah, a lot less fun when it's twenty twenty politics. I mean <laughs> look, that's a rabbit hole I didn't want to go into. Get out of it. We're just, you know, nope. stuck there. But, um, I mean, it was weird. And I think I, I kind of cut it a lot of slack once I started reading about it because it was all amateurs. No one there except for the tall man had done anything else. And I think the tall man had done something with the director slash writer slash editor slash he basically did everything uh, of the movie. And so I kind of, I was like, well, you know what? You're just a bunch of people who decided you wanted to do something and you're going to run around and it's not going to make a lot of sense, but it it seems like you had fun with it. So who am I to be upset about that? You know, because I've had a lot of bad ideas that I thought could be made. (laughs) You didn't see that, people, because this is is an audio experience. But uh, but B, she definitely raised her hand. She she could be mad about this. I'm mad about it. <laughs> I, I'm furious about it. <laughs> it just, yeah, it just, it was so, like, yeah, the plot's pretty nonsensical. And reading up on what the director and, like, very, you know, the, and even the, the guy who played the tall man thought about it, I mean, that gives you some form of context, but you're not necessarily going to get that watching the movie, which could be disappointing, I think, if you're having to go look for what it means if you can't glean, you know, something out of it instead on your own. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It was just this weird amateurish thing. 
And I don't know. I have respect for that, even if I don't necessarily am going to be like, and now I must watch this every Halloween. I don't need to watch it again. <laughs> but like, I respect people just running around doing something very DIY. So I think that's where I'm coming at, coming at it I, from. I think that made me angrier when I watched, <laughs> when I did that, actually, because I read that it was an amateur and that, you know, I, I yeah. you know, I know you're right. You know, they, they definitely like did this on the weekends. That's why it yeah. took like a year plus. <laughs> Yeah. And then six to eight months, it was even more. And it was originally like three hours and they cut it down. Yeah. Like, oh, imagine just, yeah. three hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, imagine. I mean, it that was already three much. hours because I kept pausing it and I could take it. I was like, oh, God. And he said he's like pausing it to like yell at Chris. We were both Chris yelling. Just, no, we were both screaming. I didn't make this movie stop yelling no. at me. No, no, we were both screaming, just like, no. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> He, he said he cut out, like, a lot of character development. And I was yeah. like, leaving some would have been nice. Would have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He cut out some. And what he meant was he cut out all. All of it. <laughs> well, uh, that's, that's the problem. And it just ended up a, a series of vignettes that you hopped between with no context for it. Yeah. Like, who yeah. were those women? Who knows? Who was that woman? Who knows? You know, yeah. any know. women yeah. was basically, like, a lady that showed up. Um, but really what bothered me is that he was like, well, it's really a, a boy's coming of age story that is his wrestling with death. I was yeah, like, that was oh. what I read too. So yeah. In, in his defense, apparently this film is very popular with like 11 to 13 year old boys for that very reason. For like that very it reason. helps them cope with, with their family dying. If like, Hey, it's okay to freak out and kind of fall apart people will be there to help you and then murder dwarves show up. I, yeah, I, I, the I metaphor like, falls apart at the end of it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently it's Half of it. <laughs> yeah, it is really popular with young teen boys. But I guess I just reason. didn't get all the credit it was getting for it because the critics gave it a lot of credit for it. And I was like, okay. Uh, for well, yeah, like I mean, I, such I a... I get it, but I don't yeah, get it. Sense you were once now, an so. 11 to 13 year old boy, Kenneth. I mean, what did you tell us? <laughs> well, well, boobs. There was so much mysterious world. Yeah, that, say, that's a big takeaway. So have we? Uh, I, I, I respect you saying that this movie is very popular with you know eleven and thirteen year old boys, but have we considered the fact that there are like titties in it, and that's sure. probably why they like it. Well, for sure, for sure. Like yes. one, one of my <laughs> like formulaic moments. It doesn't matter. Uh, was you're distracted by the boobs now? Yeah, sleepover yeah. at my friend's house. His dad had rented uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and oh. then we frame by frames those boobs being out. <laughs> Let me tell you, it like it will change your life. You know, I, I think you know to a certain degree, it, it's that 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 age frame where a lot of big things are kind of happening inside of you, and you're you know you're starting to recognize stuff. And then if something serious was to happen, like a death in the family or the death of someone important to you or connected to you. It would, it's probably very hard to figure out how to handle your emotional state at that young of an age. And so, I mean, it's an interesting thing. I don't know that the movie did a great job of getting that across. You, you know, call your brother and, around and then you break into a mortuary. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it didn't, that didn't come across to me. The only thing that I read about that I really did connect that I thought the movie did kind of well was that all of the nightmarish stuff did feel like something a kid would perceive as nightmarish. Like, it, it didn't feel like an adult's version of what's terrifying. It, it felt very child 
themed to me. You know, yeah. dwarves and magical orbs flying at you and, and all of this fan- overly weird, fantastical, nightmarish stuff. And when I look at it like that, I'm like, okay, well, maybe a young child, and in particular, in this case, a, a boy, might think of that instead of thinking about the fact that people that they loved had passed away. Like, it would be a distraction, almost. But again, I don't know that the movie did a great job of getting that across. This is me and my brain. No, I think I agree with you, because really, this, my favorite scenes were the ones where he was, like, having a nightmare and wake up, and there'd be a smoke around the bed. And he'd be like looming over him. Oh yeah, or like the hand. Proto Slenderman was like yeah. looming over him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Those, those were the probably the best parts. So besides yeah. the murder ball. The, yeah, and the murder ball. I mean, because that's ball. what I always knew about Phantasm. Completely was I would see the covers back in the old days of like blockbusters and video stores, and there'd be the Phantasm <laughs> cover, and it'd be that tall man, and the the sphere, and I was just like, yeah. that looks that creepy. Has to be I like want to see it. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're like, I want to be a grown-up, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch yeah. all of this. <laughs> I wonder, because there's like, what, four films, five films? Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah. my God, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, because it, it hit a nerve with some people. It really like, you know, do, and, and again, I, I'm not mad about it. I don't know why it hit that for, for people. Not really. Even, even 10, you know, 11 to 13-year-old boys, I don't know why, but, you know. It, it's such a weird little movie. I just, so yeah. J.J. Abrams apparently is the one who likes it so much. He yeah, is he did fanboying the, it all over it. He's the reason oh. it got remastered. Yeah, yeah he, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, the yeah. director was like, you know, come, he was like, come use, J.J. Uh, was like, come use Bad Robots. Yeah. You know, equipment. Remaster it here. Do it. Yeah. yeah. And apparently that's why in Star Wars, Phantasma is named For real? That. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Holy shit. Okay, yeah. I'm back in. This movie's great. <laughs> oh my God. What did I do? <laughs> you just had to make that so Star Wars connection. easily swayed. <laughs> <laughs> it got spooled. It got Star Wars. I'm in. <laughs> You're still a 13-year-old boy. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> Fact. But speaking of boobs, there were, there were uh, peak boob moments. Uh, I know I made sure to mention them in my notes. I was just like... <laughs> Star. Like, one one tit out, just how I like it. <laughs> because, and you know, and I, I did kind of feel bad for this cemetery, even though it's like the hot spot for what the tall man and all his weird people turned into dwarves are up to. I was just like, you know, everybody's fucking in this graveyard. It's very like it's a desecration of people who are just trying to have some eternal rest. And people are just having sex all over it. You're just, a, you're just like some Victorian ghost trying to like wander around and like rattle your chains and teenagers just keep fucking on top of your grave. Really? That, that part where he had the underwear in his mouth. <laughs> what the hell? That was That's sexy. Who could handle that? Well, it was funny if because he lifts like, his he, head up. It was like a dog. He's, oh. he's, <laughs> he's got her lace panties in his mouth. And I'm like, but he's nowhere near where her panties would have been. I like, think <laughs> that no one in this movie knew how sex works. <laughs> I don't think anyone knew. Well, it's because it was all in the boy's mind. And the That's boy right. really didn't know how sex like, works. What? So here we are. He's like, what? I know there's boobs. I know I that know you get on top of each other. Right? People wear underwear. And then you get on top of each other. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> 
Oh my god. You guys remember when they were shooting American Gods? Do you remember that article uh, from um, Brian Fuller who was talking about how they were trying to do blocking for the gay love scene? Oh, yeah. And apparently the people who were directing the scene had no idea how any of that worked. Oh, no. And so he gets the dailies back and he's like, why are they so far apart that the dude on top, what was it? You have to have a three-foot dick sh- like hooked like a candy cane in order to have this actually be working. Oh, that's great, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just do some research, people. Like, come it's, on. It's not that it's, hard. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's not that hard. Just rent a porn. Like, Cat A, slot B. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you. We all know how close you got to be to put something somewhere. So <laughs> closer than three feet. That's what I understand. A lot closer. <laughs> I, I can't speak to the curved part, but you got to be closer. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of sex in the graveyard that I was like, this shouldn't be happening in general, and none of it looked like real sex. Not that it needed to to make me happier, but it was just like none of it looked like people knew what was going on. Yeah. And um. Yeah, I think I, I did enjoy that they had just a fortune teller in the town. With, sure, you know, Why not? Who, who didn't talk but spoke through her granddaughter, I guess. Well, they both had that star tattoo, so they were. Oh, connected. yeah, matching you know, cats. And, you know, and she was just gone in a heartbeat. Like, he goes to visit to, like, ask questions and, you know, puts his hand in that box and all that kind of stuff. And then the granddaughter goes to the mortuary, right? And then she just disappears into the door. Is that how that goes? Yep. And, and then that was the end of that. Yeah. It just the old ladies serve their purpose and leave. You yeah. Know? So yeah. Like, that was it. What was her like, name? Who cares? Who cares? You, know, you, you live in a bucket now. You're going to a planet. Like, yeah. That's Starface. It. That's just her name. Starface. Starface lady. <laughs> I did read that the uh, the grandmother or the original one canceled because her nephew's birthday was on the same day so, as like, yeah. like that is amazing proper priorities right there yeah there you go she was like i don't need to be in this i i have i got yeah. things to do <laughs> do i get to be roll around without speaking mm, i gotta go <laughs> or i can I go, go eat cake you know <laughs> but that was so like dune the pain box oh like, yeah. yeah i was like yeah oh. So yeah, watching that, as I was waiting for her to say Ferris the Mind Killer. Yeah, I was and like, she okay. let me down. <laughs> well, now one strike again. If that yeah. if that is a uh, a book that he ha- that this director had read, and it, I he read it like he had to. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, supposedly, I guess what other kind of pissed me off is supposedly this was supposed to be based on Something Wicked This Way Comes by Barry Bradbury. Oh. is one of my favorite authors, and I was like, yeah. I did not you get that did. at all, right? And I was like, no. Get his name out your mouth. That was not what happened. <laughs> you no. were you were further offended. I was further offended. <laughs> and really, the only thing that he took from it, uh, as a client, was that the boy kept trying to convince the parents that, or, or any adult that something was true and happening, and he couldn't. And so that was him. It well, was, I mean, like in this until you get a finger in a box, you know. Yeah, yeah. there you go. I was going to say it was box. easy to convince his brother with that with that moving finger in the box with the yellow pussy stuff all around it or what okay i believe you jesus (laughs) did anyone else even though it was made in 79 you know we're we're on the cusp of the 80s made in the year of my birth so so auspicious um (laughs) but it felt so 70s it was the most 70s 
most 70s film I've ever watched in my yeah. life. Yeah. 70s. <laughs> they had that stupid mini concert out on the porch. Him and his the right? brother and the friend. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Why is this happening right now? Well, just isn't it good that they cut character development so they could keep that part? <laughs> yeah, that was the right choice. That was the right choice. Also, the end when Rob was doing it, or whatever his name was, and uh, it was Reggie. over. It's Reggie. Oh, Reggie. Okay. I should know because his actual name is Reggie, along with Michael, <laughs> whose actual name is Michael. Look, like, they got right. confused using fake that's, names. That's how, like, know, that's how you know it's solo rent, is that you just let everybody keep their own name because they're not real <laughs> actors, and they love might it. be confused. I love yeah. it. They're just so little, just so new actors. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a film with the three of you, and that is how this is all going to go. <laughs> You're all going by your actual names, so none of us get confused. Yeah, except for the uh, Jody, who was actually the composer for some of this film, and oh. he was not Jody. His name is something else. Brian, I don't know. A lot, of double, lot of double duty yeah. Uh, yeah. In, this, in this movie of people pulling their weight on various places, but yeah. I just, you know, it's, I don't know why it's a cult classic. I, I, I will agree there. I don't get that. I'm Glad I finally watched it after years of knowing about it uh, and never seeing it. Um, and like I said, it didn't induce great amounts of anger in me at all. But, you know, it's fine. For amateurs, it's fine. If this had been people who had actually made other movies or, you know, had, had made quite a few or had, you know, whatever, it might be different. Or if it was different, you know, better actors or at least more C-list level Mm-hmm. actors i might expect a tiny bit more but this is just a bunch of dummies running around like okay yeah. i will say it did remind me of some of the uh i'm gonna say generously uh amateur films that my friends and i made when i was in high school uh this is uh, it was it was we had a great time but they were very bad. And there you go I think that's that's what i have to take away for phantasm with me it's like i bet they had a good time but it 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 looks exactly like what it is, which is amateur filmmaking at its best slash worst. So that's, that's my vibe about Phantasm. Any yeah. other thoughts or feelings from anyone? I mean, four more of them. The last I one mean, came out in 2016. Yeah. 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 I do but wonder how they are. Like, I wonder if they get better or what happens. Oh, I think you throw no, money I... at it, you know? I read I, the it's probably the leprechaun thing, and, and yeah. it gets freaking weird. <laughs> oh my God. I'm almost, I almost wouldn't mind watching the second one just to see where they decided to go from that point. Because yes, sometimes the like the first movie and the rest of the franchise are completely different. Right. Yeah. Um, like Halloween, and- when it got way better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. You will never be right. You will never be right. Like, it just, you will be wrong forever. You just, it's you have just to how Kenneth that. lives his life. He just is wrong forever. And it's just, he's used to it. It's okay. <laughs> I've come to terms with it. I was thinking about, about Saw, about how I really liked the first one. Um, and I felt it was a, a solid standalone horror film with a, with a pretty decent twist at the end. And the rest of it, it just devolved into people falling into that full of heroin needles. As you do. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I take it to that point. I think some some series of films, you either start out high 
and degrade into worse and worse. Or every once in a while, you start out low and you maybe get subsequently better. Um, and that, and who knows? That might be the case uh, with some parts of the on, you know, the the continuing phantasm stories. I wouldn't mind checking out the second one just to see, because I mean, I know the tall man is at least around in the direct second one. I don't know about the rest. I think but. he has around for all of them. He's, he's like he's the in all of them, yeah. He's in all of them. Perfect. Yeah. Oh dang. Which you know. is impressive because he passed away in 2016 and the last movie came out in 2016. Wow. So he was working it right up until the end, basically. I mean, good for him. Wow. Yeah. That's some dedication. Yeah. And I mean, I think I just I read a little bit about him and just like they put him in like smaller clothes. Yeah. So that it would accentuate the tallness of him. Yeah. And put him in lifts and then yeah. very, very tight suit. So he looked creepy. Yeah, creepily big. He has to be proto Splinter Man. Like, so someone's like, "Oh, that had to get inspiration somewhere." Yeah, and maybe so. Maybe so. Just like how the little alien dudes were really distinctings from Spaceballs. Like, <laughs> 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 I kept thinking that the entire time. I was like, "Nope, nope, yep, yep." <laughs> oh my god! Uh, <laughs> It's, I was like, I'd rather be watching that. Baseballs, right yeah, <laughs> amazing movie. Okay. That was so good. Um, but yeah, okay. So yeah, a little bit of uh, okayness for me for kid nightmarish kind of things, and I can get the point that they they make in what they've talked about the movie. But the movie maybe could have done a much better job of getting that across. But for amateur DIY bullshit, uh, I, I give it a nice medium feeling. You know, like I'm okay with this. You guys are still holding pretty strong, I think, to your, your original. You're gonna rewatch the room. Down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I, I, I didn't hate care watching for it, again. but it it wasn't as at their level. Got you. And so. what about what about screaming, Kenneth? Like, nah. None. Yeah. None. But if when you were when you really into the boobs, you're like, oh no, it's an old dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, eh, okay. okay. I mean, you're already this. there. See, you might as well keep going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wasn't the way you thought it was going. So, <laughs> so. what's well, fine? He's got that uh, three foot wiener. Yeah, I like when he left the, the boobs on ice. He's like, "Let me go deal with my brother with your boot with your you know underwear in my mouth. I'll be right back." And he just left her there for a while. And then just, came back like, "What laying, happened?" Just laying on the uh, the tombstones. Um, yeah. yeah, and then like, was just bro. Like, if you're why gonna she take go? off, could I have my panties back? Right. Yeah. Look, no Ooh. one understood anything in this. <laughs> No, no one understood how normal human things happen and work. Uh, but yeah, you know, and it did have a, a nice little Bay Area connection. So I, I like that. I like little tidbits of that. We, we actually fell into a, Hitch, a Hitchcock uh, watching party over here uh, yesterday or the day before. And that's when I realized that all of the birds were shot in Bodega Bay. Oh, yeah. Bodega and oh, Bodega cool. Bay, which I didn't know. I had no idea. Had no clue. And then one of his earlier films, Shadow of a Doubt, was um, all shot in Santa Rosa. I didn't know that. Thanks. So, know you know, I, I like these Bay Area connections. That's the end of this Bay Area connection. Yeah. <laughs> no screaming, Kenneth. Lots of anger. Um, <laughs> lots, of, lots of boobs. But you can listen to this episode on uh, SoundCloud at I Know What You Podcasted Last Summer. Uh, on the mothership, notlg.com. You can follow us if you're still on Facebook. We are still there at What You Casted. We are on Twitter, but we're never there at What You Casted. Uh, and you can send us uh, 
movie recommendations, commentary, complaints, your own angry phantasm feelings, uh, your own cemetery sex stories, send them all to, I think it's <laughs> gmail.com. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, perfect. And uh, as always, I defer to Veronica for acronyms. So what is our Instagram page? IKWYPLS. Perfection. Send us pictures of you watching this film going, hi, or, ooh, <laughs> this is awakening things in me. Please <laughs> want not. Ugh. Don't send us photos of your cemetery sex. That is against Instagram's uh, content policy. Send us photos understand. of your cemeteries. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Cemetery like photos. That. Cemetery photos. And until next time, creep it real. Creep it real. Hey listeners, do you want everyone to know what you did last summer? Want to bring a little Halloween to even the sunniest of days? Check out our merch store at shop.spreadshirt.com N-O-T-L-G for shirts, hoodies, mugs, and commemorative knives. Okay, that was a joke. We don't actually have hoodies. Okay, that also was a joke. We do have hoodies. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com.